0: It is great that the Chargers have already clinched a playoff spot, but there's still work to be done on offense if they want to avoid an early exit.
1: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogelmeyer. we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons. But this is our fifth season as host of the Lockdown Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. And the story today, David, is the Chargers offense underwhelming again in this last week. And I think a concern that if they can't figure things out over these last two weeks, they will be a one and done playoff team. And obviously we'd like them to do a little bit better than that. And I think the other concerning thing Is just a a really not as productive stretch for Justin Herbert, which has to be talked about. No touchdowns over the last two games and much more. So we'll get into our concern level there before getting into how hard the Chargers should be trying to push for that five seed in the AFC playoffs that they should be trying all in basically to go take that five seed from the Ravens and get themselves a matchup with the Jaguars or the Titans. And we'll also get into if they win out, go 11 and six this season. Should Brandon Steele get considered for some coach of the year hype at the end of the year, which is a crazy thing to say. At this point, but today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise? Then this is a game that's definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners can get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on, all caps in the game. David, I, this has been a much maligned offense for sure. I mean, all season long, right? And it's gone through a lot, a ton of injuries, right? A lot of guys in and out of the lineup. But it still has just been frustrating because you know you have Justin Herbert. You know, especially over the last few weeks, that you've had most of your top weapons back. And I think that's probably the most concerning part, right? Is we haven't seen some of the fixes that we've seen from this Chargers offense getting Keenan Allen back, getting Mike Williams back, getting even Donald Parham back, and whoever. But the buy or sell is this today, David. If the offense can't fix their issues, the Chargers will be a one and done team in the playoffs.
1: Yes, 100%. I'm buying it. And the reason why is because. In the playoffs, possessions come at a premium. And yeah. points are incredibly important. And, yes, the Chargers defense, the way they're playing right now, they're going to keep them in pretty much any game that they're going to be in. I mean, they're playing lights out. And I think that's what gives you a little bit of pause because, I mean, hey, they're they're winning football games for the Chargers. I mean, that there's no question about that right now. But you got to score points to win. And in the playoffs, when you're going up against the teams that you could be playing, you know, the Bills, the Bengals, Uh, The Chiefs, all of those those teams can score at will really at any given time. So the Chargers need to have that energy on defense, sync up uh, with uh, with what they're doing on offense. And if they do that, then they can really do whatever they want. But right now it is kind of concerning. And yes, the, the Chargers need to do a much better job of scoring points if they want to have some success in the playoffs.
0: Yeah I mean over their last you know four games they've only averaged 20 points per game same with over the last three and I mean you would it would be even less if you took away the pick six by Bryce Callahan against the Raiders right and the Chargers defense has also gotten a ton of turnovers recently that has set the Chargers up in even more favorable positions three points off of three interceptions in the last game for the Chargers offense just isn't good enough and I think there's troubling signs in a few different areas and I think it starts With the red zone, I mean, the Chargers in the red zone have been really, really struggling over their past four games, six out of 15 in the red zone. The last two games, they've actually been better, right? Four out of six in the red zone, two out of two, two weeks ago against the Titans, and two out of four last week. But that's also just not enough trips to the red zone, right, at that point, because you're just not getting there enough. And I just think that this is also, you know, part of the reason we're talking about with Justin Herbert, why he's not getting the touchdowns and stuff. But I think the other big problem is you're also not scoring outside, of the red zone, right? The last time yeah. the Chargers scored from outside of the red zone was way back against the San Francisco 49ers when they had that opening drive touchdown, where I think it was a 32 yard or two DeAndre Carter in that game. Or no, it was a Josh Palmer, I believe, in that one. Yeah. But that was the last time they're scoring from outside of the red zone. Like it just hasn't been good for them lately. And it is a reason for concern because, yeah, I mean, if you have all of those issues going on and you don't score at all in the third quarter, no touchdowns in the third quarter for 10 straight weeks, you're not going to beat these teams.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely right. I mean, the offensive futility that we've seen in the third quarter has been crippling. I mean, and there's been a a number of different things. I mean, their inability to run the football consistently, the penalties that have really, really plagued them and really held them back. Um, But I mean, there's been way too many empty drives. And when you have the offensive firepower that the Chargers have, you expect them to be able to have more explosive plays. And the play calling has bogged them down. And the offensive line has really, I mean, they've given up a lot of pressure. I mean, it seems like every single game, the last four or five games, it's been 20 pressures, 20 pressures, 20 pressures every single time. And so Justin Herbert's having to, you know, work his magic and be able to move around in the pocket and extend plays. And I mean, hey, even the best. Even the best quarterbacks that can do that uh, on a you know, somewhat consistent basis, that's going to come back and bite you.
0: Yeah, of course. And I think the biggest thing is is they rely too much on Justin Herbert to make third down conversions, right? And the yeah. Charters are actually a decent third down team. I mean, they convert at, I think, 10th in the league as far as their conversion percentage, which is pretty good, yeah. right? But at the same time, I've talked about it so many times on this podcast. They live for third downs. They just face way too many. You can be a great third down team, but every time those third downs come up, that's just another chance to get your offense off of the field, and it just hasn't been good enough. The Chargers have attempted 230 third downs in 2022, the most in the entire NFL. You can't win like that. The Bucs have the second most at 218. They have 12 more than any other team. Right? They're followed by, listen to these offenses, the Cardinals, the Jets, the Browns, the Broncos, Steelers, and Colts. Right?
1: Bad, it, bad bad bad
0: and like a lot of that you know they're not staying on the field so they're you know facing less than two but like the chargers should not be in that conversation you don't see the chiefs and the bangles or the bills in any of these lists at the top of them right and that's one of the things is just asking too much of Justin Herbert. And yeah, Justin those Herbert, teams
1: do a lot better job on first and second down of right. moving the chains. I mean, they, the Chargers they, are the terrible chargers on first don't. and second down. Yeah. yeah,
0: they just they just don't do enough. And I think that's what's hurting Justin Herbert amongst many things this year. And I think some people have been concerned about Justin Herbert. So the buyer sell here is this: we should be worried about Justin Herbert's recent lack of production.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to sell this, and, and and the reason why I'm going to sell it is because. The defense is really, really playing extremely well, and the Chargers are three and one in their last four games. When you know, and I saw a tweet here from <clears throat> from uh, you know somebody on Twitter. I'm sorry, I'm not getting his name, but the Chargers are 18 and four when the Chargers defense does not give up 27 points in a game. So when the Chargers defense is playing well, then Justin Herbert is winning football games, and so that's the reason why I'm selling.
0: Yeah, us up if you add that tweet and we'll shout you out on the next show. I mean, it, it is something that he has always had to deal with, a terrible defense. But just because your defense is playing well doesn't mean that you don't have issues on offense and that you shouldn't worry, right? Because that's just basically saying, hey, you don't need to score as much because the defense is playing good. No, Justin Herbert should be having two touchdowns a game, right? I mean, he had yep. 31 his rookie season. He's 10 behind that right now, and he only played in 15 games that first year. Last year, he had over 40 combined touchdowns. Right now, he's sitting at 21. It's just not yep. good enough. This yeah. year, and I think that it's not his fault because I mean, it, I'd be concerned, totally concerned. I mean, there's it's this kind of open ended question because I'm concerned because it doesn't seem like Joe Lombardi knows how to fully unlock him. That, that is what yeah, I will me. definitely agree with that. But yes. at the same time, zero touchdowns, three interceptions his last two games, two touchdowns in the past four games from him. He's been sacked 25 times over the last six games, yeah. But if you take out the interceptions and the touchdowns, right, he hasn't played that bad. I mean, over the last three games, 915 yards, averaging over 300 yards a game, 7.4 yards per attempt, which is much better than his 6.7 average for the whole season, and he's completing 73.3% of his passes. So, like, he hasn't really played that bad. The Chargers have been running the ball much more in the red zone. That, you know, has helped. Yeah, five like rushing touchdowns
1: in their last four games
0: to show for Sure, you. and I think the other thing, too, is just that, when you thought that guys like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and and them were coming back, you figured, okay, we'll start seeing those touchdowns tick up again, right? You'll start seeing some of those things get fixed. And you just have it. And like when you have the lowest passer rating in QBR of your career, it's going to be a little bit concerning. But to me, I'd be concerned if I saw Justin Herbert missing wide open throws, right? Yeah. It doesn't seem like that's happening. I mean, yes, he has maybe a couple bad throws a game. Then there's too many other times, though, where he's sitting back there surveying you know, trying to figure out who's open and there just doesn't seem to be a ton of separation on a lot of these plays. And it just seems like the offense really isn't helping that teams have caught up to what the Chargers like to do on third down. The stick is never working anymore for them. Right. And I think those are the bigger things that concern me other than just Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert is fine and has actually played really well over the last month, even if the box score might not show that. But we do have other things to get into, including if the Chargers can catch up to the Ravens and get the five seed in the AFC to try to avoid the Bengals or the Chiefs as we see it right now. And if they don't avoid those teams, and they can figure out their offense, big ifs, can they take down one of those AFC juggernauts? We're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I'm really geeked to tell you guys about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game, Ultimate Football GM. I'm not a big phone game guy. This game has taken up a lot of my time. I mean, I was just recently a little sick. And I just spent way too much time playing on this. And what it is, is basically you become a GM. If you've ever dreamed about becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, your dream has come true because you can do it with the Ultimate Football GM. And these are the kind of things that you have control over in the Ultimate Football GM app. Hiring the right coaches and coordinators, right? Maybe making up for some mistakes maybe the Chargers made in their coaching hires. Trading players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of the season. So, Chargers fans definitely have a leg up in that regard. And, locked on Chargers listeners specifically get a 100% free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code locked on, all caps, in the game store. That's locked on in all caps. So, make sure to check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate gm.com. Ultimate football gm. Start your dynasty today. Let's continue this buy or sell here, David, and talk a little bit about more with the Chargers going to the playoffs because the Chargers are a very flawed team. It matters who they get in the first round of the playoffs. So I know there's been a lot of celebrations, and the last two games for the Chargers, I want to be clear, are not must-win games, right? I mean, that's not going to – you're going to have to play some good teams anyways, but you still should be really trying to win, and you should be trying to win out and catch the Baltimore Ravens and get the five seed in the AFC playoffs because right now this is the situation – the Ravens have a one game lead over the Chargers who and if they end up losing one of their last two games against the Steelers or the Bengals and the Chargers went out, the Chargers get the five seed, which means they're going to get either the Titans or the Jaguars because those two teams are going to face off no matter what in week 18 to decide who's going to the playoffs. You absolutely should be trying to do that, Dave. And I think that just means, yeah, you know, you can't just rest all your starters. You can't do all the things that maybe some people have suggested out there. Because it does make a difference, and you should always just be trying to win out the rest of your games if you have something to gain. The Chargers still have something to gain this season.
1: Yes, definitely. I completely agree. They should be looking to win these last two games. They should be looking to get the five seed. I understand that you want to get your guys healthy and you want to get them to the playoffs, but you want to be able to do damage in the playoffs. And that is about, you know, hey, if you have the chance to pick your battles and pick your opponents. I mean, you got to beat them. Obviously, you got to beat them all to get to the ultimate goal, which is a Super Bowl. But I mean, hey, this if you get the Titans or the Jaguars, I think you feel a lot better about your chances of getting through that first round with a win and then looking at what the other teams do to each other and see who is left after that. So, I mean, you can't, you know, you can't exactly pick your opponent. But if you, you figure out, you know, getting the five seed, that path might be a little bit easier to get to that ultimate goal.
0: Yeah, And you give the Bengals a chance to lose a game, right? In the first round, you give the Chiefs as it stands right now, a chance to lose in the first round. And even though the Jaguars destroyed the Chargers already this season, that's still the easier matchup to me. I mean, that's still the worst of the teams that we're talking about there between the Chiefs and Bengals and Jaguars. I just think that they're the worst. And the other thing is, It's not a foregone conclusion, right? Crazy things can happen. There's a chance the Jaguars lose Week 18 against the Titans. And now you get the Titans again with no Ryan Tannehill, right? Coming off a big win, yeah, but that is a team that you've already beat and a team you should have beat by many more points than you did. Yeah, a lot better. And that's why I think that no matter what, that matchup is going to be better than getting one of either the Chiefs or the Bengals as we see it right now. But at the same time, you're going to have to go through those teams if you want to make a deep run. But to me, it's like, hey, get that first win first. Give yourself the best opportunity For that first one, you have something to play for. You can realistically overtake that spot. I mean, we don't even know what the case is with Lamar Jackson right now, right? There's a good chance they lose one of those games. And the Chargers have two favorable matchups against the Rams and the Broncos, right? The thing is, though, David, (laughs) you're never going to be able to avoid these teams forever, right? Right. And I know as we see it right now, the Chargers are a flawed team, and I wouldn't favor them or pick them to win either against the Bengals or the Chiefs or the Bills because of the current questions that I have about their offense specifically. But just about them as an overall team. And we don't know what kind of their injury status is going to be when they get there, right? Who they could potentially get back with Joey Bosa and Rashawn Slater and guys like that. Yeah. But the buy or sell is this if the Chargers can figure things out on offense, they can beat any of the AFC juggernauts.
1: Yes, I'm buying that. Definitely. Uh, And, and yeah, I might sound a little bit of a Homer here, but if they put it all together with all of the weapons that the chargers have with Austin Eckler playing the way that he's playing, leading the AFC in touchdowns, you get Keenan Allen who looks like he's really getting back into that rhythm and really just killing guys on third down. He's just unstoppable in that situation. You get Justin Herbert and you get an offense from from Joe Lombardi that is going to actually stretch the field and really allow Justin Herbert to be who he is, which is yeah. a guy who can throw it down the field, a guy who can throw on the run. That Those are things that really need to be incorporated that we haven't really seen. If they put it all together and they had the offensive lines out there with Rashawn Slater and they're blocking the way that they need to to give Justin just that extra second – to be able to make that play, absolutely. This Chargers offense is has nowhere near come close to its full potential. And if it does, I don't think there's a team in the NFL that could stop them.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jamar Sawyer last week, according to PFF, gave up five pressures, right? Like, that does make a difference if you're trading that out with a dude who gives up, like, an average of, like, one and a half pressures per game in his career <laughs> so ridiculous. far, right, after his all-pro <laughs> season last year. yeah. I'm going to sell it for now. I, I mean, because I, the thing is, is, All I said is if the offense figures it out, because the other big thing that you're kind of, I think, baking into that in your answer is that the defense keeps up what it's doing, right? And that's an important part of the process as well. It can't just be offense. It can't just be defense. You're going up against some well-rounded teams for the most part. The Bengals are a well-rounded team. The Bills are a a well-rounded team. You did smoke the Bengals last year, right? Staley came up with a good game plan. They also had some weird plays, you know, bread zone turnover. They had a fumble from Joe Mixon that obviously killed their chances a little bit in that game. But you've seen it, right? And, and I yep. think the Chargers could do it again. I mean, we know that the two losses to the Chiefs this year were by three points in each game. And really, that first game, I think it goes the Chargers' way if Justin Herbert doesn't get hurt, right? Like, I think that's a, another yeah, or, thing. Or is, if they
1: don't call back, what, three interceptions? like.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot about the callback interceptions. That was yeah. a terrible. But, like, I think, you know, you would be hyped about that matchup. You would ha- think the Chargers have a chance in that matchup. I might not pick oh, them yeah. to win right now. But if they figure things out offensively and their defense can, you know, hold the chiefs to 20, 24, you know, if it turns into a shootout 27, I mean, I like it. I think the bills are the toughest matchup. I, I don't want to see the bills. Hopefully one of the other teams knocks the bills out just because the bills have only lost three games all season, 12 and three on the year. And I think the thing about the bills is you kind of have to hope they beat themselves a little bit. Right. And yeah. I think you have to hope that you catch an off Josh Allen game, which is what not, you know, makes me not feel great about it because I mean, yeah, he's had less than 200 yards passing in three out of his last six games, right? You can catch him on a down game, but that is a very, you know, well-balanced team, David. And even if the Chargers give their best, the Bill's best is pretty darn good, too.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, especially because you have to deal with with Josh Allen, the runner. I mean, he's had his exactly. arm, arm issues. But I mean, he he runs like a freight train. I, <laughs> I mean, do not want to see that dude running. The, through the, the dude is crazy. Defense. I mean, he's very talented. Not only, and hey, Justin Herbert has that ability to run, but they don't ever utilize him in that fashion. I mean, he, Josh yeah. Allen is a true dual dual threat quarterback. I mean, make no mistake right. about it. I mean, he gets significant rushing yards every single time he's out there. That's a very veteran and experienced defense as well. Like they yeah. turn the ball over, they make plays that. Their pass rusher has definitely hurt a little bit now that Von Miller is not going to be out there for them. But, I mean, yeah, that Bills team is definitely very, very complete. They've had a lot of injuries. They've been able to weather those injuries, and they're still sitting right now currently as the number one seed in the AFC. So, yeah, that is going to be a tough matchup no matter what. But, yeah, if the Chargers are playing defense the way they're playing right now, and if they can put it together on offense, they can really make that a competitive game for sure.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like I said, there's a chance you get them on a down game. The last time we saw Josh Allen in the playoffs was like where they didn't punt a single time and scored a touchdown, like on every drive. And the Chiefs ended up just getting the toss in overtime. Right. So like that's the last time we saw, which is extremely scary. Uh, I think in the first game, they really didn't like not score a touchdown in that first game (laughs) of the playoffs last year. So they are a team to be reckoned with for sure. And Josh Allen, I mean, that's the other thing with, like, kind of the Joe Lombardi, the offensive at all, is it just doesn't seem like Joe Lombardi has consistently enough kind of, you know, put Justin Herbert in his strengths and helped out the offensive line and done all those things so we could see something that's closer to Josh Allen without getting, you know, five quarterback draws a game or whatever, yeah. just a bunch of designed runs there's a ton of read option plays where Justin Herbert's wide open and can probably get 10 yards before anyone even gets close to hitting him. So that is an underutilized part of the Chargers offense is Justin Herbert's athleticism for sure. But the Chargers, if they get things going on both sides would have a chance against all of those teams, right? They could be any of them on any given Sunday. The bills are just the ones I would want to see the least. I mean, I could see the Chargers taking out the chiefs and the Bengals, you know, in the right circumstances for sure. But if the Chargers are to win out this season, it'll be something that none of us could have predicted. Right, going in on a five-game winning streak to get to eleven and six on the season is something none of us had. I mean, I think we, you know, our total records we had probably somewhere close to that, maybe like twelve and five, something like that. We just didn't think it would happen the way it has because Brandon Staley has navigated a really, really difficult season with the Chargers, and if he does win out maybe you should get some consideration for coach of the year in the NFL. So we're going to talk about that. And also, if Derwin James gets out of the concussion protocol, maybe you sit him just in case. And we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find an episode from the league available as a bonus episode on Locked On NFL. Narrated by Super Bowl champion and legendary smack talker Richard Sherman and sports broadcaster and rising star Taylor Brooks. I mean, I love... Hearing Richard Sherman talk for sure in the league is an eight part docuseries about the most bizarre, (laughs) inspirational and unlikely stories that you're going to find from around the NFL. The bonus episode that's out right now. Listen to this. The way of the Cowboys. It's an incredible story about how the 1977 Dallas Cowboys brought in Bruce Lee's protege to teach their defense martial arts, ushering in a new approach to the way the league trained. I guess you probably don't see Aaron Donald training with knives if that doesn't happen first, right? But make sure to head over to the Lockdown NFL for that bonus episode of the league or catch the full series wherever you get your podcasts available now. Audible, get in the game. All right, time to get into a couple more buy or sells here, David. And I think you put a good buy or sell in our chat, right? When we were coming into this. And, and one I wasn't sure I was necessarily going to agree or disagree with or buy or sell in this case. And it was out about Brandon Staley. And this is the caveat. If they win out, right? Two more games. The Rams just put up 51. The Broncos, for the most of the season, have had a really good defense, right? <laughs> They're the team that also gave up the 51 points, so yeah. we'll see what happens. <laughs> but if they go 11-6, and six, right, from where they were, losing three out of four against the Niners, the Chiefs, and the Raiders, really being on life support as far as the playoffs go, and then ending the season on a five-game winning streak and looking the way they have, especially defensively, if the Chargers win out, buy or sell this, David, Brandon Staley should be considered for coach of the year.
1: Yeah. I'm going to say if they went out um, with all of the things that the Chargers have had to deal with, I mean, losing (laughs) Rashawn Slater, Joey Bosa, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Johnson. I mean, the list goes on and on, you know, having a hurt quarterback. uh, I mean, the, the list just, it's unbelievable. The amount of injuries that this team has had to deal with this season definitely they should he should get some consideration because i mean you you're taking a, a team that was dead in the water basically week fourteen had a thirty percent chance of making the playoffs and now we sit two you know three or you know three weeks later and they they're already in it's guaranteed it's it's a hundred percent that's thirty to a hundred percent in a few weeks so yeah. Definitely, I think he should. Deserve, you know, he deserves a little bit of consideration. I'm not saying he deserves to win the award. Let me be clear about that. There are some uh, other guys that I think are probably deserving a little bit more. But to see what this team has done and the roller coaster that it has been on, and for them to find themselves, if they do, you know, with an 11 and six record and a five game winning streak heading into the playoffs, playing your absolute best football, then yeah, I think Brandon Staley deserves some consideration.
0: Yeah, I think I would buy that he's done probably a much better job than other people and fans around the league would probably think they, they have, right? And sitting at nine and six and kind of being in middle of the pack team for a lot of the season. I mean, their point differential is terrible. They're the, You know, that's not one of their strengths this year when they've lost, they've gotten games where they've gotten blown out. And the last time that we saw them was the first time we saw a, them beat a team by three scores, right? But Context matters, right? Significant injuries to Rashawn Slater, Joey Bosa, JC Jackson, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams. That's huge. You have Corey Lindsley, Derwin James, and Trey Pipkins missing either three plus games or missing most of three games, like Derwin has the last couple games, right? After that ejection last game. Like the fact that the Chargers are still in it, getting the buy-in from this team, I think is huge. And I do think there's other guys, right? I mean, Nick Siriani is a really good choice. He's done crazy things with the Eagles, former Chargers wide receiver coach, actually. Doug Peterson, if he's able to turn around that Urban Meyer dumpster fire of a season that we saw last year and take that team to the it's playoffs, point. that's a good job. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, then you have Kyle Shanahan, who's on his third string quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy, who and they've won eight games in a row, right? Yeah. So it, it it depends kind of how you're judging it. And like other teams, like the Chiefs don't get a lot of credit because they have Patrick Mahomes, right? The yeah. Bills don't get a ton of credit with Sean McDermott because they have Josh Allen. I think the Justin Herbert part of it hurts Brandon Steele's chances a little bit. But I think him keeping this team together, him making that huge decision to go for two in that Cardinals game, right? That was a huge turning point in this season. He did that, and and ever since he decided to go for that, the Chargers are four and five, four and one in their last five, right? So yeah. he pushed the right buttons. I wish he'd be a little bit more aggressive, but I think he's done a much better job than maybe the general consensus is from around the league. But maybe the most impressive part is that he's had these last three defensive performances where the Chargers are allowing only eleven points per game over the last three getting the buy-in that he has from young guys in the improvement that we've seen from players like Alohi Gilman, players like Kenneth Murray, which we didn't even know if that was possible, right? Crazy. Michael Davis, Asante yeah. Samuel Jr. Yep. It's crazy. But to do that without Derwin James was an insane thing to ask of this defense, and they did it anyway. So this is, we know how important he is. The buy yourself for Derwin James this week is, Derwin James should sit out this week, even if he clears the concussion protocol because he's in it right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 saying definitely he he should be sitting. I just think he's just too valuable of a commodity for the Chargers to kind of put him at risk um if there's any possible way that he could get re-injured. You want you want your best players to be available and ready to play in the games that matter the most. And obviously the right now for the Chargers that's the playoffs. I mean, you want everyone available. Derwin James is a force multiplier. He does so many different things for your defense. I mean, he's just one of those just pure rare athletes in today's NFL. And you want that guy at his best when his best is required.
0: Yeah. I mean, look at Tua, right? He had that yeah. one game where he didn't have to leave the game with concussion. Next week had the game where he had one of the scariest concussions that we've seen on the field, right? Some flashbacks yeah. have gone up Arham. Yeah. Like, and he played in back-to-back weeks. He never should have went into that second game, right? I think At that's all. the same thing with Derwin James. Is like the scariness of him potentially getting two concussions, one in back-to-back weeks. We saw what <laughs> happened with Asante Samuel Jr. when he had his second concussion last year within a month of his first one, right? Yeah. He had to miss multiple games, three or four games during that stretch. And it stretch. affected
1: his play pretty clearly.
0: Yeah, and he came back and he wasn't the same person down the stretch. And that could be Russ or whatever the case is, but – you can't take a chance with Derwin James. That's the wobbliest, wobbliest, if that's a word, that I've seen a Chargers player getting up. This it is season. now. He just made it up. He was not right standing up no. after that hit, right? He was trying yeah. to celebrate. It seemed like he lost all coordination. It seemed like he could barely stay on his feet. When a dude of that magnitude has something like that happen, a scary head injury like that, you have to treat it with the utmost kind of respect and the utmost concern for his long-term health because of how important of a player he is. But... Speaking of which, we also saw Donald Parham have that scary injury last year. And it was great to see him come back this year. And, of course, he's dealt with more injuries, right? I think he's only been able to play in five games so far this year. And I think he's only finished three of them, two of them. We've talked so much about the Chargers' offense and how they improve, right, and and how they can get better and things like that. I think one of the big ways they can get better, David, is potentially using more Donald Parham. So the buyer sell today is this. The Chargers must Get Donald Parham more involved in this offense.
1: Yes. I mean, these last two games, you need to get him incorporated, involved a lot. And I mean, and the Chargers have not done that at all at all versus the Titans. He had three targets, three catches for 35 yards versus the Colts. He had one catch on two targets. That's not enough. And had a 30
0: yard catch call back. Obviously, he knows sucks, but still either way.
1: But that's the point, though. You saw what he is capable of doing, sure. the explosive nature of his game and what he mm-hmm. is, you know, what how special of an athlete he is. Yeah. Like he can really move for a guy that size being six foot eight. He can really move. He can really, you know, shake. And like he's got some pretty good strength. He's a good blocker, which I think it has really added to the running game and, and the success that they've had in the red zone but speaking of success in the red zone, throw this guy a fade. I mean, give him some opportunities to score these last two games. I mean, yeah, you want to get the fifth seed, but you you need to see what this guy can really do. And I really feel like he's a guy that can add some explosiveness to this Chargers offense that really, really needs it.
0: Yeah. And I, in those last two games, you didn't get a single target in the red zone, didn't get a single target in the end zone. Right. And that's where you think that, especially it's considering criminal. how much you, have you know, struggled in the red zone that you'd be trying to use this dude who's six foot eight. Right. And yeah. that can, you know, catch pretty much anything. And yeah, he was trying to get a little nasty with it after the catch in that last game on that 30 yard gain. it gets called yeah. back, but he was trying to do more than just a little, you know, catch and go down right there. And I think last year, I talked about it a couple of times. I thought he was their second best yards after catch receiver behind Austin Eckler, Right. And, yeah. and I think, Mike Williams, too. Not enough catch-and-run opportunities for that dude. One of the biggest yeah, I mean, plays saw that, that game, that sidearm side pass. Wide receiver screen? screen? Whoa. They don't treat Nasty. him like that, but every time he gets space in the open field, even the other one, right, he gets kind of finds a soft spot on the coverage, probably gains 15 yards after the catch, just by running, you know, stiff-arming a dude. Like, he's pretty nice after the catch. He is. The Chargers don't use it that much, right? Too many jump balls and things like that. They need to get him in more of those scenarios. They do it for DeAndre Carter. They do it for Keenan Allen. They do it for Josh Palmer. None of those guys have been as good after the catch as Mike Williams has this year. Let's see more of that instead of Completely just you know, agree. jump ball targets that could potentially get him hurt on the way down, yeah. right? Yeah. I think there's better ways to use him, and I think the Chargers, as well as getting Don Barham involved more in the offense, need to get big Mike Will more involved in this offense especially around the red zone because i think he has one red zone target over the last two weeks and what happened it was a touchdown so yes (laughs) maybe get that dude more involved because the dude catches a ton of touchdowns when he's targeted in that area of the field but that is gonna wrap things up for today's show make sure you guys are back tomorrow for the locked on chargers locked on rams crossover the battle for la it's probably sadder than we hoped it would be on sunday against the rams but the rams put up 51 last week it could be a good game and the chargers like we've talked about we want them to win out and do the best that they can in the AFC. And to make sure you guys don't miss it, make sure you're subscribing to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also following the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find the show on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. and His DMs are always open. You can also find the show's Instagram at Locked On Chargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. If you guys want to get your voicemails in for the next fan mail show, you can call into three two three. 524-7924. You can leave a 30-second voicemail or less. You have a good chance of getting on the next mailbag show for sure. But tomorrow, guys, we'll be back here with the Locked On Chargers, Locked On Rams crossover with Travis Rogers. Make sure you're back here for that. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.